Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, English learners. Welcome back to the Level Up English podcast. I hope you are having a fantastic week and hopefully this podcast can help make it a little bit better. I mean, I hope it does anyway. I don't want to speak too highly of the show, but my goal here is to bring a little bit of positivity to your life while we learn some English. So let's get into the topic and show today. Actually, today I will be reposting an episode that I shared on my YouTube channel. And I hope that's okay. The reason I'm doing this, you know, I don't often do this, but the reason I'm doing this is because very few of you will probably see the YouTube video. If you compare the, the podcast listeners to the YouTube uh, watchers, there's a huge difference. So I think some of you may have seen this video already, but I think the vast majority of you will not have seen this video. So if you have seen it, I apologize. Um, I think most of you, it will be new for you. And just to clarify, I actually have two YouTube channels. I know it's confusing, isn't it? I have considered in the past just focusing on the podcast and ignoring YouTube, but honestly, I love YouTube too much. I really enjoy making these videos. I don't want to give it up, even though it does zap a lot of my time and energy. <laughs> zap means like to drain, to take away energy. But my first YouTube channel is now called Level Up English. It used to be called English with Michael. It's now called Level Up English. So you can search for one of those names and you'll find it. And this is where I post videos every Saturday. Usually these days it's outside. I'm exploring in London, showing you somewhere new while teaching some new words at the same time. Sometimes it'll be sitting here doing like a little English lesson. But yeah, often it's outside videos. So if you want to see more of the British culture and me walking around London, for example, then check me out over there. My second channel is called the Level Up English Podcast. And that's basically where I upload all of these podcast episodes in video form. So that's only for podcasts, whereas the main channel is for random videos that are not really related to this podcast. But yeah, feel free to follow me there. I'll put the links in the description if you want to find out more. Um, if you want to watch the video version with me and my guest today, then you can go there. But basically, this is a interview slash conversation between Mona, who is from Iran, and she's an English teacher now living in London. And we have met a few times. We met on Instagram initially, and... Yeah, she's a really cool person. She's great to hang out with and she is a very knowledgeable and just positive teacher and person. <laughs> By the way, if you are wondering, she does have an amazing accent, pronunciation. She speaks very clearly. So that's also good to keep in mind. I decided to practice my, you know, not great interviewing skills. So we sat down in Greenwich Park in London. We sat on the grass with my new camera, my microphone, and we did a little bit of an interview where I asked her a little bit about British and Iranian culture, 
We talked about the pros and cons of some of them. We also spoke about some Farsi words, which is her language, words that have moved, been loaned into the English language as well. A few things like that. It was a fun topic and I hope you like watching the video of us in the park and you know, at one point a dog runs by and kind of interrupts the interview, which is quite cute and funny. But yeah, if you like, you can also listen to it on the podcast, on the audio version, whatever you like, whatever you like. But I'm going to play this interview now and then I'm going to see you at the end with a little outro and say goodbye. Okay, so see you on the other side. Hope you enjoy it. Hello, English learners. It's Michael here and I'm sitting on the floor <laughs> in the park with a very special guest today. This is Mona and I'll let her introduce herself. Hello everyone, this is Mona and uh, good to be here. <laughs> thank you, thank you for joining me. Maybe could you give us an introduction as to like, who you are, where you're from and why you are in London? So, yeah, so um, I'm Mona, <laughs> I'm 26 and I've been living here for three years now. I'm really enjoying myself. <laughs> it's the best country ever. And um, I'm an English teacher. Uh, I've always been. I've never changed jobs. And uh, I um, have uh, three um, certificates in teaching English. CELTA, TESOL and another IELTS TTC. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to um, uh, get my, um, how is it called, the DELTA soon mm -hmm. I don't know how, uh, yeah the hard one <laughs> I'm trying to uh, find the time for it um, and um, yeah I have this uh, page on Instagram it's uh, called lose it use it or lose it actually I, I forgot my own page that's awkward and um, yeah I think that's it yeah yeah I'll, I'll put a link <laughs> to it below so make sure you follow it's a great page thank you and yeah basically I've got some questions for Mona today a little bit about culture and maybe some words some influence from the Persian language to English and things like that and it's a complete surprise to her like she doesn't know what's coming. <laughs> First of all why did you move to the UK and London and also did you have any like culture shock or was there anything that surprised you when you first got here? So f your first question, why? Um, you may find it interesting that uh, I think above 90% of Iranians, uh, Iranians, let's put it in the correct way, um, uh, they, they know English or they're trying to improve their English level because they are actually thinking of immigration to different countries, uh, European countries, Canada, America. Um, and it's, um, uh, it's without question, it's because of um, um, a bit hard situation that is going on so people are actually planning for the future by um, traveling hoping for a brighter uh, future if you may uh, but um, not in terms of the weather though. Uh, not really no I don't I don't think so <laughs> um, so yeah that's for that and the second one um, the thing that was shocking to me was how um, uh, warm and friendly Europeans are actually here because what what we hear about it is totally different from what I see and experience because we hear that because of the weather as we discussed earlier with Michael uh, Europeans are um, like sad or cold people people but uh, I don't find them like that obviously they are very friendly cool people <laughs> and um, uh, th that that actually was quite uh, shocking to me because they're really welcome 
I thought maybe I would feel like an outsider and I really tried to blend in especially the first two years but then I, I thought no they're actually welcome to see who you really are from your own um, culture uh, they may actually prefer not, uh, you not to blend in and be exactly how you are who you are so that's that's great thank you about that <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know if you agree but I feel like uh most people generally here they they seem very cold and distant but when you get to know them or when you oh, yeah, e even just like asking a question they'll immediately open up and be a bit less reserved um but just maybe to strangers they don't appear friendly perhaps That's would true. you agree yeah i i totally agree and uh, it's it's also because i think uh, it it takes a little bit of courage to really open up and try to know people and befriend people because uh, uh, for me it's a, it's a weak point i find it a bit difficult to uh, approach but when i do i find out that they're really we're actually sometimes hoping that you do and uh, talk to them and uh, explore things with them and this is this is actually how uh, we're friends now so that's that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, very true, very true. I, I also wanted to ask you maybe some bad things here. Like, is there anything from your own your home culture that you would like to see here a bit more? Like something that's maybe missing in the UK that you would like to bring over? Uh, there is only one thing uh, that I can mention. Uh, it's a matter of respect, but not in a general form. Uh, mostly uh, what I find in children, uh, because the way we grow up, it's a bit different from how children are uh, raised here. Uh, not specifically in London, in Europe, I mean generally, uh, because um, we always learn uh, to behave ourselves and, you know, be careful around the uh, grown-ups, you know, uh, we um, language, you know, but but. Here it's a bit different because I had a short experience working in a school with secondary students and it's, oh my God, it, to me that's um, n not so pleasant, <laughs> let's say. <laughs> but that's the only thing. The rest I really enjoy. Sorry. Do you kind of mean like the way that students will treat the teachers and each other and that kind of stuff? Yeah. Uh, well, they're really cool with each other mm -hmm. and that's scary because they can gang up. And <laughs> but but no, I mean towards the teacher. Like, uh, if I can give you an example, we are um, we we stand up when the teacher enters a class oh, wow. to show respect. They don't. They they can even be sitting on their desks, looking at you, waiting for you to sit down. So that, that that's a bit awkward for me, uh, coming from the Middle East. But um, uh, yeah, uh, I I think if one day uh, I don't have any children, I would uh, raise them a little bit differently mm -hmm. than here. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, so more respect for elders or authority yes. and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, th I think a lot of teachers that teach in schools here that aren't from here are very shocked. I've heard because um, I think all well, well, the petals falling down. <laughs> I don't know if that's on the video. It looks cool. Um, but yeah, because like kids are really they can be really horrible to teachers they don't seem to appreciate that teachers they're just doing their job they're trying to help it's a good point though good point how about the opposite if we go back again um is there anything that when you go home to i don't know what you consider home anymore but if you go back to <laughs> iran would you and anything you would take from the culture here that you think could be good there if that makes sense 
Uh, it does, and uh, I think uh, one of the things that I really appreciate here is um, boundaries. People always respect each other's boundaries. Nobody invades your privacy, and that's that's a really good quality that I would like to see more in my own um, country. Because not everybody, uh, but most of the people uh, find it difficult to you know keep the nose out of others' business, and that's not very nice, and it causes trouble. But again, because of being respectful, people find it difficult to um, confront them and say, "Okay, you know, stop this." So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that uh, I see less here, and I love it. What what would be an example of that? Would it be like prying into people's love life or something like that? That's actually a great example of that. Like, <laughs> you know, every uh, New Year, uh, the most frequently asked questions are, "Okay, when are we getting married? Uh, when are we going to propose? How much do you earn?" Uh, the the question that I never hear anyone asking here. How much do you earn? Nobody yeah, yeah. asks us here. No, you you're not allowed to talk about uh, people's salaries. Uh, if if they like to mention it, they would, but you shouldn't ask. Uh, but it happens a lot in my country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a really good point here. Like, I think it's good to know that like you basically never talk about your income or how much you earn here. Uh, the the other thing that uh, it's a bit weird here, but uh, it's it's natural, and you just need to familiarize yourselves with what is natural and what's not. So um, here, complimenting somebody's girlfriend or wife—it's—it's it's quite normal. It's actually a compliment. Mm-hmm. Like you say, ah, you got a beautiful wife, you got a beautiful girlfriend, and that's nice. But that can cause serious troubles in Iran. Uh, you should not do that. Uh, you can start a war. <laughs> I, I think I've heard that. I don't know if it was you told you who told me or someone else told me. Um, but it's a really good thing to to know, so I don't get into trouble myself. Yes. Um, <laughs> Careful with that. I mean, I don't think we would do it too much here. I think it's more likely we'd say, "Oh, you're such a cute couple" or something. But I suppose if you were closer with someone, you might say, "Oh, your girlfriend is so hot" or something yeah. like that. But you wouldn't obviously do it to a stranger. You know? <laughs> yeah. I also wanted to ask if you think you've adopted any like British tendencies, or you something about your personality has become more British while being here. Because how long have you been here now? Uh, three years. Um, and uh, it's funny that you mentioned because I, I, I've learned in an article that uh, when you switch languages uh, um, unconsciously you're switching personalities mm-hmm. you're becoming a different person and I, I, I see that like uh, when I'm speaking in my mother tongue I'm a different person than now and when I like um, uh, speak to my uh, other side of the family the French ones uh, I'm still again I sound different I behave differently and um, yeah I think that's uh, that's uh, all I can say about this I cannot point out uh, behaviors that I uh, may have adopted from English but um, yeah that's all I can say about it sorry maybe not satisfying enough it's definitely true, I think, that your personality will change in languages. I've noticed that with myself as well. It's really interesting how, I guess, part, partly it's adopting a bit of the culture, but also it's just the way the language is structured. I mean, do you drink more tea than you used to? Do you say sorry more than you used to? <laughs> I uh, hold the door more than I used to. But <laughs> mm-hmm. but tea is because um, that's actually what we have in common. The Iranians and the British, we drink tea. So I drink tea every day, three cups a day. And <laughs> let's put it this way. Right now, I hold the door for everyone. 
uh, in Iran, if you the lady, you just can go. You know, you don't need to hold the door that much. The gentleman would do it for you. But here, I, I would just hold the door for anyone. Uh, ladies, gentlemen, kids, uh, the elderly, uh, everyone. So, yeah, that that's a good thing, I guess. <laughs> I'm picking up good uh, behaviors, I guess. <laughs> That that's a nice thing here. I think holding the door, and so sometimes it's like a whole chain of like people holding the door that never ends. But yeah, I, I was listening as well. But also, you might have seen listeners that or watchers that I was a bit panicked because my camera almost fell over in the wind. So oh, did it? If if I had a panicked look on my face, <laughs> that was the reason why. <laughs> and for me, it would be a spider. So be ready for any jumping. <laughs> so the final part of our video, I also wanted to ask you how. The Persian language has influenced the English language.、Um, I think it's really interesting to me how like languages influence each other,、um, and it's often a two-way street. So, do you know of any words that maybe came from Persian and are now used in in, in, in English? Yes, a lot. I think the most、uh, famous one would be、uh, bazaar that everybody knows of.、Uh, it's bazaar. How we put it in、uh, Farsi? It's a, a, an open、uh, market, so it's a bit different from regular markets. But I think, for example, in the U.S., they can use it for all different types of markets. Yeah.、Um, the next one would be candy.、Uh, may not so many people know about that, but it comes from the Persian word "kand." So can turns into canned, and then candy, the sweet things that you eat. So yeah, the the other one is checkmate, as you play the chess. It's again, yeah, it's a, it comes from a Persian word shahmat. Shah is、uh, the king, and shahmat means when the king is stunned. The king has no more moves. He's blocked, but but even right now、uh, we actually、um, copy the English. We do not say shahmat anymore. We say kish vamat. So it's more like checkmate. So so it's kind of been borrowed and then borrowed back again. Exactly. That's really interesting. Okay, yeah, the word pajamas.、Um, well, again, it's a Persian word. It comes from pajama. There are two words. Pa means legs, and jama is clothing, a comfortable piece of clothing. So that's where pajamas come from. And again, it's another word that has been lent and borrowed back because right now we do not say pajama; we say pyjama, which is pajamas. So that's funny. Very interesting. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> are you also aware of any words in reverse that do the opposite game again? Well. But basically, how often do you use English words in Persian? Like maybe you have a word or you don't, but you just use the English like normally on daily basis. But what's a common word that you would use in English in Persian?、Uh, so there are a lot of words, but I can give you the simplest example: computer. Because we have a Persian word for that, but nobody uses it. We have rayonet, but no one ever says that. You always hear it in advertising on TV, so it's always computer. That's how we put it,、uh, and you know the thing is、uh, because we have a lot of English words, that's why Iranians often find it a bit difficult to copy the right pronunciation because we use the words but in our own Persian pronunciation,、mm -hmm. like computer, the example I gave you. So sometimes、uh, you can just by listening to them, you know which class has the Persian students in them. You know that oh yeah, they're Persians. So there are like、uh, always a consonant vowel, consonant vowel. 
Ah, cute. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always like that. And uh, the um, the like the res are like the Italians. There is a re mm -hmm. coming. You know, it's not like English or British. There is no re at all. So yeah, that, that's that's. I think uh, we we use it a lot. We use a lot of English words. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. Maybe like before we sign off and say goodbye, is there like you know, a closing piece of advice you would give to the listeners who are all English learners or any final thoughts of wisdom from you? Uh, please do learn English. It is a lifesaver. Uh, you use it all around the world. Everybody gets it and it's easy to learn. <laughs> yeah, that's for me. <laughs> If you work hard, yeah, I guess, I guess, yeah, easy if you work hard, yeah. <laughs> okay. But nice. Well, f thank you very much for joining no me. I hope you enjoyed it and hope you guys enjoyed it as well. And let me know what you think in the comments. But Peace. We'll see you next time. <laughs> bye bye. So there we have it. There was my interview with Mona. Hope you enjoyed it. Give me your feedback in the comments and let me know what you think. I'll be happy to do more of them. But as I said, I probably won't post many more of these on my podcast. So if you want to see more kind of things like this, I recommend subscribing to me on YouTube, Level Up English. Go there now. <laughs> but yeah, big thank you to Mona for taking part as well. That was very kind of her to give me her time. Before we go, I have another very kind listener question here. So let's play it now and see what they have to say. Hi, Michael. I hope everything is well. I love your podcast. I have learned so much from you. I'm currently studying towards an English exam in which I need to have a really good grade. My university enrollment depends on it. Could you tell me what study methods do you use? I appreciate your help and keep the good work. So thank you so much, Ricardo, for your kind voice message. So basically you're taking an exam. Good luck, by the way. And I, I think if I heard you correctly, you're asking what materials I use. And... This, I mean, this totally depends on the exam. I'm not, I thought I'm not going to make this into a full episode because I don't have any amazing advice at the moment. But I would say if you're preparing for an exam, you know, go to the official exam website and they usually have some good materials on there. So say you're taking the IELTS exam, you go to the website, look at some past papers, some recommended resources to practice. Usually they will have a recommended textbook as well. So you can go to Amazon, find the textbook, and that will kind of guide you through it. I always recommend if you can get a teacher to guide you through the exam, but if not, a good textbook, a recommended professional textbook should be, you know, it should go a long way in helping you. So that's what I would recommend. And then just, you know, Google some resources. I mean, I tend to do it very, very simply. There's not really any trick. I just might type in, you know, IELTS exam practice questions and go through some examples there. You know, you cannot really go wrong doing that. So you have to kind of take it into your own hands to some degree, but that's what I would recommend. And if you would like to clarify and maybe give some more details, maybe I have a better answer for you as well. I also have a couple very nice podcast reviews I've got so many at the moment. So thank you everyone leaving a review. It means a lot to me and you have no idea how much it helps the podcast. I mean, I love the podcast. I want I want it to grow and these really do make a big difference. So I've got one from 
the United States from a user called Elham VD, who said, thank you. Hi, Michael. Thanks for all the podcasts. They are fabulous. Thank you very much, Elham, who apparently is living in the US. Very cool. And one from Saudi Arabia now from Qmar21, who says, wonderful. You all right. This is the best place to learn English in the world. Maybe that's a question, like, you all right? I am all right. But thank you. I'm glad you think it's the best place. That's really cool. One more quick one from Saudi Arabia from Farah, who says, hello, I'm Farah from Saudi Arabia. I love your podcast and I listen to it every day. I wish I will be good at English. I listen to songs when I'm bored, but now I listen to your podcast and I have fun. I don't understand every word you say, but I still understand the meaning. That is perfect. That's really good. I mean, when I hear people speak English, even as a native speaker, I don't always understand every word. You know, if they've got an accent, they speak quickly, but getting the meaning is is really, really important. So don't feel bad about that. But yeah, I, I know how you feel. I think for me, podcasts have replaced music as well. I have the same feeling, but yeah, thank you guys for your reviews. That means a lot to me. And I'm going to give you one quote now to motivate you for the week or reassure you for the week. And it's another one that I came up with myself, if you don't mind. So this is language is about communicating successfully, not about speaking perfectly like a robot. That's my advice for the week. Keep that in mind, you know, don't be too hard on yourself, okay? Okay, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching today. I really appreciate it. Don't forget, you can become a member at levelupenglish.school to gain access to many things, including the private podcast where I will be talking this week about how to develop a thick skin, which means how to not care when people criticise you. You know, believe it or not, I get hate comments, I get hate emails. People sometimes don't like me for some reason. And I'm going to talk about my experiences with that and how you can develop that thick skin and just not care what people think about you. I'm going to be talking about that on the private podcast. You can have a look over there or you can leave a podcast question on the podcast page. But thanks for listening and I'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.